I'm Kat. And I'm Cass. And you're listening to Two Book, Book Bitches. Bitches. What's up? We're Welcome back, everyone. Back. back to the podcast. Yes. And today we are back with the House of Sky and Breath. Took a little break to do Iron Flame. Nebrak. Yes. But I think the last time we were talking about the... Oh my god, Massiverse. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> let's, I, let's cover this. I made a comment that I was convinced that like we already, because we were talking about like um, mating ceremonies. Yes. And like do how SJM won't write one because she yeah, says it's corny. But we were, it, we were, we went down this road because like we were wondering if like Hunt and Bryce need to have a mating ceremony for him right. to be considered a prince. Right. Um, but like she, Sarah J. Mass like never really writes them because she thinks they're corny. Mm-hmm. But I was convinced that in Silver Flames, like they were, like they didn't have, the, like I was convinced that there wasn't a scene in it, but that they basically said that they, it already happened. Yeah, like ceremony. she thought that Nesta and Cassian's mating ceremony had happened off page. Yeah. So she was like, it had. And I was like, no, it hasn't because in the last chapter of the book, I thought it was the three sisters, Nyx, and they're bringing Nyx to see the grave of the grandfather. Which is true. But in that chapter, because we just, we checked. We checked. Which I read, the, I read the last chapter just now. Um, they talk about them planning the ceremony, yeah. which is going to happen in like three days or something. Like so they're that. in the planning stages, and like yes. Reese is like, but like throwing. the way I was reading it, I guess it just it it reads very much like it's kind of already happened, mm. even though it didn't. Mm-hmm. So then I guess in my memory, it just seemed like it already happened. But it yeah, didn't. so it hasn't happened, and I think Reese is like throwing money at like Nesta. He's like, yeah. "What do you want? Like, I'll buy you literally whatever you want." Yeah. So, but like, I'm sure we'll net we'll we'll never probably see the actual ceremony like i would in the next book it's probably already happened like okay wait did you hear that she apparently has this massive book like a binder and one of her publishers has it or something and it's basically like the massiverse bible and it's like all the stuff that can cannot happen all the stuff about the characters their plot lines everything is in this massiverse bible I've never heard this before. Yeah. So apparently it's a thing. She's like said it in interviews. So it's this like big book, big binder that she has and it has all the information regarding her characters, plots, their plot arcs, all the information about her worlds, everything in this one spot. And I think that she should publish it one day. If she I think ever so cool. finishes any of her universes. I know. That's true. That's true. Like all of these worlds could just keep going if she really Like wanted. I would pay money to see that for sure. Um, But needless to say spoilers ahead i think right because we don't have anything else to talk about do we no i just need to make an amendment because an like amend. as per usual Cass is right like no, i don't some, even know why i challenge sometimes cat is right it was not one of those days no, not that time. i don't know why it was so <laughs> i had it in my mind that i just maybe you just wanted it so bad that you had pictured it yeah maybe because i was like did she read like a fic because there's lots of fanfic about people writing the mating ceremonies right but i don't read fanfic exactly so that's why i was like does she like read fanfic no i just i don't know i guess i had just put that in my memory my i rewrote things in my brain she she rewrote um the end of the book in her brain but enough of that enough of being enough of me being wrong okay (laughs) today we're doing chapters 57 to 64 of house of sky and breath yeah and spoilers ahead so if you haven't read Turn back now. Or don't. Because we're not your moms and we can't tell you what to do. So where do we so, leave off? I mean, we kind of left off 
there wasn't like much happening, but like Therion like shows up at Rune's house asking if you know they have space for one more roommate mm-hmm. in their Mojo Dojo Casa house. Exactly. So cute. Um, but now we're back at Bryce's apartment. As always. And Hunt asks if he's basically a prince now. And Bryce is like, well, welcome to the club. Um, but Hunt asks if she's, like, truly okay with this. And this is when she, like, breaks down crying, saying mm-hmm. that she spent her whole life avoiding this. And she can't believe that she, like, let herself fall into her dad's trap. Um, and now she'll never be free of him. Mm-hmm. But Hunt promises that they will do whatever they can to fight him on this. But Bryce is scared because at this point, her father basically, like, owns her. And even if he wants her to marry Cormac, he could sign the marriage certificate without her even present. Which is, like, so gross. Could you imagine that? It's really icky. Like, you don't even have to be there. Like, someone can sign for you. It's giving, like, sold. Like... Yeah, no, literally. Like, that's that's all it is. Yeah. Um, and even if she would want, like, a divorce at some point she would need her father's permission for that ew so yeah she's not happy about the situation and basically only the asteri can override him but she doubts that the asteri would help them because like Mm -hmm. they don't have a great relationship with the asteri yeah and i feel like this is not something she's gonna like no she's not gonna she's not gonna like hit up the asteri be like hey can you help me with this i need a little i need a favor i need a little favor to ask i know i know that i embarrassed you guys like, I t- like, could you just help help a sister out? I'm, like, really not liking the man that my dad picked for me. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> no. There's but no she then has, like, a Eureka, a Eureka moment. <gasps> I love those. And she comes up with, like, a plan that she thinks can get them out of this, like, little situation. She's like, I've got, I've got a little something. Like, I, think, I think this could work. Mm-hmm. Um, now we switch to Rune, who is on that mental bridge again, talking to Daybright, who apologizes for the last time they spoke when she basically insinuated that he is a worthless piece of shit who doesn't know anything about pain or sacrifice. Oh um, this is... <laughs> it's not funny. That was when Rune was having, like, he was in his feels. When he was like, I'm a nobody. And he was like, he was like catastrophizing and like reading into everything. You know what? I do love catastrophizing, so. Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing. Right? That's a word. Okay, great. Catastrophizing. Catastrophe. This is a catastrophe. I'm catastrophizing. Okay, yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Stunning. Um, Rune then asks her what she thinks makes a good leader. And she thinks it's someone who listens, thinks before acting, who tries to see, like, different perspectives, who always tries to do the right thing. Cute. Um, And I guess, like... Like, Rune is early in his feels right now. Like, he's, again, he's having he's, an identity he crisis. Go- he's in his, like, Saturn return yeah, year. And like, he's, he's and really he's thinking, going through like, it. like, well, am I a good leader? Like, even if I take over for my dad, like, would I be a good leader? Like, he's he's in, he's having a moment. Yeah. Um, And this whole rebel thing is making him consider, like, who would they even replace the Asteri with if they were to win that war? Like, mm-hmm. would they want to replace the Asteri? Like, who would rule in place of the like, Asteri? Like, Lithuania, whatever. Lithuania? <laughs> Oh, oh my god. That just like rolled off the tongue. <laughs> you 
good. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. It's Lunation. Lunation. Right. <laughs> no, this is so perfect. I love this. Oh, that was amazing. I'm only reading it as Lithuania now. Oh my. Sorry, Sarah J. Mass. Oh, Lunation. Oh my. That was so good, Cat. <laughs> uh, i don't know where that came from that felt really good to laugh that hard though so thank you <laughs> <laughs> no problem uh, um so yeah <laughs> lunathion i'm yeah. never gonna say it right now oh that was now amazing. i just made it worse for myself no that was so good um so anyways day admits that she's not using she's not used to having like a real friend like Mm -hmm. rune who Mm -hmm. at this point she considers to be like her only friend she's like you're the only one who gets me even though she's literally so mean to him i know she's so mean she's like you don't know anything about anything but like you're a nobody you might be my best friend (laughs) well i guess if you can't be mean to your best friends you know you gotta call your friends on your exactly um they agree to meet up in person and pick the uh, autumnal equinox. Yes, yes, yes. Since they like, they will both be at the masked ball for like the archangels, mm-hmm. and they decide to meet at midnight in front of the fountain outside the conservative conservatory where the party is happening. Right. Um, and Rune thinks that like, if he thinks it's her, like he'll say day, and she'll answer night. And that's actually crazy. And that's how they'll know who they Because, like, what if he goes up to a girl? Because, like, Loki, if someone came up to me and said day, like, maybe I'd say the opposite. Be like, ooh, night. Like, what are we playing? Wouldn't like, a word like, association um, game? Like, I would come up with a phrase, maybe. Like, a secret yeah, phrase. I mean, I guess, though, he's hoping that, like, who's going to be at this fountain? If the party's happening inside. I guess. Maybe no one's going to be chilling outside where the fountain is in the gardens. I know? would. I love to chill outside at parties, so... I don't know. But again, like, mm-hmm. he's going to say day. Exactly. And she's going to say night. And then they'll know. And then they'll know. Oh, oh I love it. Um, two weeks go by. So we do a little bit of a time jump. And Bryce and Hunt are ready to go off to this masquerade ball. And Bryce is pissed because she has a list of, like, rules to follow courtesy of her father. Like, I literally think he, like, picked out her outfit, picked out, like, everything. Like, top to bottom. Like, what she's wearing, what she's going to do, whatever. But obviously, she looks really hot. Um, I guess her father at least has style. I suppose I think she's. I, I like love the she way she has the, Riz. It apparently she's wearing this like beautiful black dress, with, like a plunging neckline, and it's like gorgeous. Apparently, um. So while H- Bryce is thinking about this, Hunt is just thinking about how much him and Bryce have been fucking. Love that for them. Priorities, you know. Um. Obviously, they both look hot, and Bryce wishes they could stay back and have sex, but alas, they go to the masquerade ball, and you know the old theory. Our old theory that nothing good ever happens at a masquerade ball and like i mean it doesn't go completely to shit no i mean like it's still not it's not the perfect night yeah this shit happens but it's definitely not the worst masquerade ball exactly exactly like i've read exactly Um, i've read worse things happen at masquerade balls exactly you know i am always suspicious whenever i hear masquerade same because i'm like there's people hiding behind masks like what's gonna happen i need to know um, so now we're with Rune and he's bowing to the archangels with Hypaxia and he feels like a big fat faker because like he's Hypaxia's date. Meanwhile, he can't like stop thinking about day like he's like so stuck on this. He's like counting down the minutes till midnight. He can't wait. Um, Ethan comes up and interrupts and he's like, oh, the River Queen's daughter would like to meet Hypaxia because the River Queen's daughter is there with Therion, which I was like, oh, my God, she's like 
up above the sea. Wish I could be part of your world. I know. It's like the first time she's like, let it out. And she still doesn't have a fucking name. True. She literally still doesn't well, like when it's the river queen. She's just a river queen. They don't have names. But they never like even like what's the Viper Queen's name? They call her the Vipe. Like there's a lot of people here that they they don't tell. I don't like names. that. I don't like that at all. Well, I, I I feel like, but don't you like you agree with like the theory that like the name has a name is important. So if you don't know the name, there's a reason why we don't know. The name. Well, yeah, I and I prescribe to that theory. Like I think the reason we don't know the name is because the name is really important, or we'll recognize it from somewhere or something yeah, like, like that. It will, it will be a spoiler if we actually find out the exactly. Name. Exactly. Like, we don't know Reese's last name for a reason. Exactly. So come in later. We'll see what happens. Um. Yeah, so he can't stop thinking about Day, and then Hypaxia leaves to go, like, talk to the River Queen's daughter. Um, Bryce walks in with Cormac at her side, and Hunt is behind them, and they all go up to, like, greet the Archangels, like, the most dysfunctional little thruple that you've ever seen in your life. And Bryce and Cormac are like, oh my god, you know, congratulations on your union um, to Celestina and Ephraim. And when Celestina extends her well wishes, just like a she, and she does a very generic one because, mind you, Celestina knows about this like mating thing. Right. So she's just like, we also wish you well. Like she doesn't say like we wish you well on your union or anything like that. I wish you well in, in hell. hell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Celestina extends their well wishes. And Bryce is like, thanks. Prince Hunt and I are so happy. And everyone is like, <gasps> Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? People are clutching their pearls. People are gasping. It's like, what is going on? What the absolute fuck? And and Bryce is like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, we're mates. Did you forget to tell everyone, Father? Because I think at this point, like, the Autumn King's, like, hightailing it to, like, the front of the room where they are because he's like, oh, fuck, shit's going to go down. And because he doesn't want to make a scene, the Autumn King is like, oh, silly me. I must have forgotten to tell you. Like, yes, we're so excited to have Hunt in the family. Like, he's trying to play it off as if, like, he knew what Bryce's plan was. Um, Stelicina is like, oh, my God, he, this is great. Like, blessed be, uh, blessed be your union. Like, praise be, like, under his eye. Like, you know, like, all of that stuff. They're being just, like, very, like, formal yeah i would say about this entire thing rune is like oh my god this is rich this is crazy and then he like goes up to hunt and bryce to congratulate them for this like brilliant idea um and then this is when ephraim and celestina stand welcoming everyone and then the screen like comes down and on the screen you see the six asteri on their thrones and the one that's empty who got eaten again sirius regulus no regulus is like the main guy oh regulus so i think it's sirius that got eaten i don't know but why do they just why do they keep the throne for what reason like get rid of it i think it's like why do you want to remind everyone that like you can be killed i know i guess too because i thought i thought it was always like symbolic as like you know they want to remember their fallen like brother or whatever the fuck but then at the same time like i see what you're saying like isn't that a sign of weakness like just keeping that reminder there that like the hysteria are not these like infallible like creatures like they can die yeah interesting i never really thought about it like that like i'd be like get rid of the chair get rid of it no one to cut it. it we're not going to talk about him yeah. anymore he was always the failure of the family anyway we wanted him to die <laughs> it was a setup it was a setup <gasps> what if it was a setup maybe what if he was like sympathetic to like but it was a prince of hell who killed him it's the preacher sure was the prince of the pit yeah it was a prince of the pit it was Ap- uh, napoleon Ap- apoleon apoleon that like ate him yep exactly i don't know i don't know anyways but from the screen regulus 
congratulates Celestina and Ephraim on their mating ceremony or whatever. And another Asteri who's called Octartus. Do we yeah. even find out all their names? Do they list them somewhere? Because I forget. I mean, they're all named after stars. Okay, but that doesn't... Maybe we could look like... That up. doesn't help me remember what their names are. Hold on. I'm going to... Do you know how many stars there are in the sky? Top 10 brightest stars. Why don't you just look up the... Like, Asteri. Oh. What, yeah, like, I that's, suppose you're right. It's not helpful. Asteri. I just thought that maybe she would have named them after the brightest stars in the sky. So that's why I looked at that. Um, Asteri names Crescent City. Oh, okay. Here. We got him. We've got um, us, Ostris, Ostris, Austris, Eosphoros, Hesperus, Octartus, Polaris, Regulus, and Sirius is the one who died. Okay. So you were right. Okay. Um, interesting. I don't think I've ever come across those names in this book ever. So No. Except for the couple now that we're doing. Maybe it's mentioned in the first one, but... Who knows? I have few memories of the first one. Me too. Um. So anyways, this Octartus guy, actually, I think it's a woman. I think so. Yeah. Is like, congratulations are in order, or other congratulations are in order, because like there, she's referring to Hunt and Bryce. Ooh. And Regulus calls on Bryce and Hunt, um, and the Autumn King comes up beside them and is like, I present my daughter to you and her mate and consort. Prince Hunt Athelar. Oh my god, she's like ooh, fancy, fancy, fancy. Um, and then they all bow to the Asteri. Right. Regulus just says, "Oh, so many happy unions tonight." Um, and then tells them to go and celebrate in peace before the screen goes dark. He's like, "Peace be with you." He's like, "Yeah, no, literally, like basically, peace be with you." So and with your spirit. (laughs) Yeah. So screen goes dark. The party resumes, and the Autumn King. Turns to Bryce and is like, you little bitch. Yeah, he little bitches her. Yeah, and she's like, it's you little bitch, your highness, actually. You know, what it's, walking away. you know what it's giving? It's giving Harry when Harry Potter is like, you don't have to call me sir, professor. A little bit, yeah. You know? Who does he say that to? Snape. All right. Because Snape, like, stumbles, doesn't he? Yeah, he, like, corrects him and he's like, sir. And then Harry's like, you don't have to call me sir, professor. It's a good line. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Hunt. So, yeah. So, she walks away from her father and Hunt follows her and she asks him to dance with her. Hunt asks her if she's all right. And she's like, yes, your highness. Which he replies with, I thought you only called me that in bed. Oh, I <laughs> Quick do, nudge, nudge. I do love that. Uh, love the banter. Um, so, anyways, everyone is staring at them while they dance. Um but Bryce just can't help but be happy in this moment because, like, you know, they, they finally have a win under their belt. Mm-hmm. And she's glowing like a Care Bear. Mm-hmm. And Hun pulls out the swoon-worthy line, like he says to her, everything that ever happened to me, it was all so I could meet you, be here with you. I'm yours forever. So I sweet. love Hun Athalar. I am Hunt Athlar's number one fan. If there are a million fans, I have one of them. If there are a thousand fans, I'm one of them. If there's one fan, it's me. If there are no fans, I'm dead. Like, I love this man. It's a good man, Savannah. It's a He's a, he's a good, good man, man Savannah. Savannah. He's a good man. I think I like Hunt so much because he's in the same vein as Cassian, and I really like Cassian, so. Yeah. You know? It's true. It's kind of like Cassian, different font a little bit. Um, yeah, love them. So Rune is also dancing on the dance floor, but he's dancing with Hypaxia, who is looking for her sister, the Hind, and 
Rune points Lydia out to Hypaxia, and Hypaxia says that she was waiting until tonight to approach Lydia. Rune offers to go with her, so they walk over to Lydia, who is standing beside Pollux. Hypaxia tries to strike a conversation with Lydia, but Lydia doesn't seem too interested. Uh, Rune looks at the time, and it's almost, like, midnight. <gasps> so he's like, I need to, like, skedaddle. He's trying to, like, find an exit out of this conversation. He's like, holy shit, I need to go yeah. midday. But Hypaxia asks Pollux to leave, and the Hyden tells like him to listen to Hypaxia. Mm. So Rune takes this as his opportunity to leave, saying that he'll give his two sisters a moment alone. He makes his way outside to the fountain and waits, and out walks the harpy, saying, looking for someone... Ugh. And Rune is like, oh my fuck, the harpy? Like, really? This is who it is? So he goes up to her and he's like, well, you know, I guess I'm going to try to. So he's like, day? And she's like, what the fuck are you saying, you weirdo? He's And then he's probably immediately relieved that yeah. it's not her. No, seriously. And then all Rune is thinking about how he's like an idiot and clearly Day hadn't come. And as he's standing there, he sees the hinds like watching him from like, I guess, like inside or like the stairs or whatever. And he's like, shit, like, does she suspect something? Like, I can't lead her to Agent Daybright. Like, this is wrong. This is bad, whatever. So he leaves the party entirely. Like, he's so fucking down bad that he's like... I'm just going to go home. Like, it's not even worth it for me anymore. So he leaves. Down this secluded hallway where with Bryce and Hunt, who are trying to hook up and they're trying to, like, find a private room. They're like, oh, my God, like, we got to go. Like, whatever. Um, They do find a door, but it's locked. So Hunt is like, you know what? No worries. Like, I got this. And he breaks open the lock. And then the door swings open and they see Celestina boobs out getting licked up by hypoxia. This was truly something I did not see coming it's really caught me off guard well so i remember and i remember even saying it to you like i remember the first time i read this i was like oh celestina definitely doesn't like boys that's not what shocked me because like i felt like that was like a possibility but i I didn't know it was hypoxia i just didn't know it would be like i just didn't think that this was the the relationship that hypoxia would be in this is like that person that she was like she referred to that she had a relationship with who like Mm -hmm. didn't want it to go any further Mm -hmm. she's referring to celestina and this is like a wildly high profile affair mind you yes because this is like the queen of the witches and this is the archangel of crescent city like these are this is too massive and, and Celestina's already been punished, in a sense, by being promised to Ephraim. So it's, there's a lot writing on this. But I mean, like, you know, this is a very poor choice to do this at this very moment. No, a thousand percent. Like, it's percent. basically like your engagement party and you're hiding in a closet with your lover. No, literally, you know? I think I made that comment, like, further down because, like, Hypaxia or, like, Celestina at one point, like, makes this comment and she's like, oh, like, F- Hypaxia will be killed by Ephraim or the hysteria if they're f- if we're found out, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, then maybe don't fucking hook up at the engagement party. Yeah, it seems like a very poor Like, timing. okay, fine, the door was locked. There's fucking veneer walking around. Like, But someone- also, anyone could just break that door down. Like, That's what not- I'm saying. Like, there's veneer walking around. It's not like there's just, like, two people at this party. It's not like a fucking lunch and learn. Like, there's a shit ton of people. If they found a locked door and they were curious enough and there's, like, drunk people, they would have broken down the door like Hunt did. Yeah. I, this yeah, is this so is- risky. I agree. So risky. But yeah, so as they walk in, Hunt is like, what the absolute fuck is going on? Oh my God. Oops. So sorry. Celestina is starting to like glow with power. 
because she's getting like all riled up and then hunt is starting to like crackle with electricity like it's all going to shit and bryce like immediately jumps in and is like we're not gonna say anything don't worry and hunt is like yeah my lips are sealed and this is when celestina is like you know she's gonna be hypoxia is going to be killed by ephraim or asteri if we're found out and bryce is like listen woman to woman okay as women who have had to make do with some like shitty choices like I'm your ally and I will keep your secret she's like I'm not just your ally like politically she's like I'm your ally on like a like a a a personal woman to woman level like I would never rat you guys out for this so they all finally calm down and Hunt is like, we all better get going before someone walks in and thinks I'm having like the night of my life because he's just like standing there with like these three gorgeous um, women. So he's like, we better skedaddle. Um, and as they're leaving, Hunt and Celestine are kind of like alone, like walking together. And she's like, love is a trap hunt, one I can't figure out how to free myself from. And he's like, do you even like want to free yourself from it? And she's like, every day. I think that's kind of sad. It's so sad. Like, shouldn't it be worth it to you no matter, like, how little you get? No, because I, I I guess I think in her eyes, she's like, I would rather have never known the feeling of love than know what it is to be with someone I love and then be stuck with Ephraim. I guess. It's then, terribly but then, tragic. But then, you know, you have, like, Reese being like, if this is all the time we get, it would have been worth it. I know, but you know, dif- different, strokes, different, different strokes for different love, folks, you know, like I I completely get where she's coming from, particularly because of like the magnitude of their situation, right? Like her love life is completely out of her hands, technically. And like, whereas like with Reese, for example, because you were just saying like with Reese and Feyre, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, if this is all the time that they had, that was because of their own doing. They might, you know die or like whatever the fuck but with this one it feels like a little bit outside of their hands so i can so i can see why she's very like she's a little more jaded about it like the choice was taken away from her at the end of the day um we're with therion now and he's watching like the time because he has to get the you know river princess cinderella back home by 1 a.m he's like oh my god like gotta get her back otherwise her mommy's gonna get like really mad back into a fish exactly (laughs) a pumpkin obviously he's like not having the best time and like the river queen's daughter picks up on it so he tells her to go and dance with one of her guards which like she seems to like enjoy and i don't know if like we got this because like they're trying to show us that the river queen's daughter is like in love with the guard the guard or if we're just meant to see her that like her enjoying herself yeah i wasn't sure really i wasn't sure because then i was like oh is he gonna use this like maybe this whole like she's in love with someone else angle to get out of it or was it just kind of like oh look like she's being a young girl and she's having like a great time like i wasn't really sure what the mo was here um so yeah she goes and dances she's enjoying herself and he makes his way over to the bar and he starts to flirt with like a leopard shifter like basically being like he's deflecting he's he just needs to dull the pain with sex with a leopard shifter apparently so yeah, which is, like, she's right there. She's going to see. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what was the thought process there? I don't know. He's um, he's just, like, thrown caution to the wind. Really. Everyone's throwing caution to the wind at this masquerade. Yeah. Everyone is nothing. Close. Nothing really terrible happens, but almost. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's those situations where, like, everyone just came, like, within inches of having, like, shit Disaster. blow in their face. Yeah. yeah. 
exactly um so now we're with ethan and hypoxia who are in a small clearing in the hills beyond the city where hypoxia is like setting up for the ritual to try to contact connor Mm -hmm. she draws like a six-pointed star on the ground um with a knife which she says is the symbol of balance like what does a six-pointed star look like i was literally you read my (laughs) fucking mind like i don't I'm know thinking to, if, if like, you're watching on youtube as she was talking i want you to watch my face because i started to try and do the fucking mental because i'm thinking like a, the regular star i'm thinking is five points and, and then, then you could do this the star that does that but that's four so is it like that plus just like one tick and then we also get like the eight point star that's constantly like talked about right yeah Wait, so one two three it would just be that but then i guess you would have to like shift it all i'm gonna google <laughs> i was like what does this six pointed six star pointed look like star oh 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 guys it literally looks like the star of david <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that took me i, don't know I could not fucking picture wait, that wait. yeah yeah i don't know why that, that is wasn't. not what i was picturing that was not i don't know why i couldn't think is that bad that we couldn't even like mathematically figure that out in our in our head how a star could be six points? Why are we so fucking stupid? It's literally <laughs> this, this, and this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, why? Why am I dumb? Because you, you draw it like that. Okay. Oh, you know why? That makes sense I, now. I was doing a horizontal line. Me too. I should have been doing vertical, diagonal, diagonal. But I was doing vertical, horizontal, one diagonal. And then I was like, no, we're missing like a gap. Oh, yeah. One, two wow that's why that was really stupid. that was <laughs> two big idiots remember two from last episode? big idiots two big morons that's yeah. our new podcast name oh my god that was that's embarrassing that is so I'm embarrassing for us now that like i'm literally seeing it like the six pointed like it you know commonly used to refer like as the star of david like i'm seeing it i'm like we're actually fucking stupid like, yeah i don't know how we managed to not pick that up on that one i don't know um, <laughs> i told you i was adding the extra ooh. horizontal line yeah that's it was i i don't know i like i don't know why i went i went plus sign diagonal i think we should stop because we're just making ourselves sound worse <sighs> it's really bad Please guys ignore it's us. really bad i'm just glad it just wasn't me like thanks for making me feel less stupid because no we're you're stupid so, together you're so welcome don't um, you worry Anyways, Anyways, forget that side tangent. <laughs> um, we switch to Rune, who is on that mental bridge with Day. Right. And he apologizes for endangering her. Endangering her. Um, he tells her that if she got to the fountain and he wasn't there, it was because when he got there, the harpy and the hind were there too, so he had to skedaddle. Mm-hmm. But she admits that she was there too and saw him, saw the threat, but stayed away. <gasps> so she now knows who he is. I mean, he's like she was there and she saw that it's Rune. Are you at this point speculating who it is? Yeah. Okay. At this point, I knew, I think. Okay. I also think because when she said the line, like, I was watching and I saw the threat, I was like, oh, okay. Yes. We'll just continue on. Yes. Just... If you don't know already, you'll find out yeah. sooner. If you know, you know. And if you Actually, don't. Actually, you don't know until like very until the end of the book really, yeah so hang tight but i mean like i feel like a lot of people kind of figured it out yeah at this point this so like the celestina uh hypoxia thing i didn't figure out on my first read through on my first read through i did figure out who agent day yes, was by the end of it, I, to, yeah I, yeah it was like okay this makes sense okay um so he asks her if they can meet now 
in person, but she tells him that she already left the city, but he doesn't believe her. She tells him that it's clearly too risky for them to meet in person. She mentions that Rune is engaged to Queen Hypaxia, and Rune thinks that he can, like, sense, like, some jealousy in her tone. Um, and he clarifies that they are betrothed in name only, but they're not, like, in love with each other or really interested in yeah. each other in that way. Like, we're not interested in being together yes. like that. He tells Day that he wanted to see her tonight, and he spent, like, all evening, like, looking at the time, waiting for it to be midnight, and she's like, why? And he responds with, so I could do this, and then he comes up and kisses her. I love them so much. It's, like, an interesting, like, relationship because they've never really seen each other, right? He, like... You up until what? now, so she knows now that that he will he that he is ruined. Do you want to know what this is? This is love is blind. No, literally, it is. This because, is love is blind because they're talking behind like this not really wall, but they've got like so they have some kind glamours of glamour. on. Yeah, so she's like all fire and he's all like darkness. This is like love is blind. It is this love is blind. They fall. They fell in love sight, sight unseen. unseen, and then when they get married, when they have their wedding ceremony, it'll be like. Is love truly blind? And they like do the yes, yeah. And this is love. But is they'll blind. say I do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she breaks the kiss to tell him that he reminds her that she's alive and that there is still goodness in the world. But then they are interrupted by a present on her, a presence on her side of the bridge, who is clearly the male who dragged her from sleep before to have sex, um, and then she vanishes. They really are one of my favorite couples um, because there's this underlying tone of, like, forbidden love, which I love. Yeah, I did really like them. But, like, I really wanted them to know. Like, obviously now she's in the know because she knows. But she knows. That night, that night is Rune. Yeah, but he, he, doesn't know. he doesn't know who she is at this yeah. point. Yes. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, So we're back with Bryce and Hunt who get back to the apartment at, like, 3 in the morning and they're drunk. Um. After they left the party, they went to, like, an after party. So they just had a good night at the end. Um, Hunt admits that despite all the drama, he did like being at the masquerade ball tonight because he liked being seen with her and, like, everyone to know that, you know, they're together. Exactly. He's a little possessive. Yeah. He's like, I liked it. Um, he's like, well, we're basically, like, not married now. And Bryce says, well, I don't see no ring. But Hunt replies, says, if you want a ring, no problem. I'll get you one. Aww. They then start getting handsy and they go to the bedroom where Hunt uses his bow tie to tie Bryce's hands to the headboard and then they have sex. So, you know, a little kinky, just a little. And then at some point kinky. during the shenanigans, he uses his lightning to like zap the bow tie off. He like burns it off. Mm -hmm. And she's like, fuck me hard like the prince that you are. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> sir. Excuse me, sir. Ma'am? Um, and it's all lightning and Bryce's glow stick energy. And then they both come. And once they come out of their sex days, they find themselves on the roof of the apartment building. So apparently the orgasm was so good that they teleported. Nice. Apart from that one line, the prince that you are, I actually quite like this scene. Like I like the little bow tie thing. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Like it's cute. The, 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 the line with the prince made me cringe a little bit oh fuck me hard like the prince you are yeah like i would have done you know what the fuck me hard would have been fine yeah fuck me hard great 
But the prince part like threw you off. Just kind of like. I didn't really mind it that much. I'm still going to give the scene like a five. No, same. Five spicy. Listen, when I'm in it, I'm in it and it's good. And then after I'm like, it's like post not clarity, you know, like after you finish reading the scene, you're like, oh my God, like. Was that cringe? Why did she say that? I don't understand, but like I'm but here for it. Whatever gets your, you know, whatever gets your rocks, rocks off. off. We're not, we're not here to judge, you know. I love the bow tie part, like that was great. Um. Anyways, we flip flop to Hypaxia and Ethan, and we're in the middle of their like summoning ceremony. Like we get tossed into it. So it's Hypaxia's chanting to summon Connor's spirit, and he's telling Ethan, um, and she's telling Ethan to be ready when he appears because she may not be able to hold Connor for very long to this, like, plane. But instead of Connor, the Underking shows up and is like, you guys are fools for playing with powers. You don't understand. Ethan is like, I want to talk to my brother. And the Underking says that Connor is well uh, well cared for but may not stay that way like he's basically threatening them um the underking turns to hypoxia and tells her the house of flame and shadow is curious about her abilities then we flip to bryce and she's sleeping beside hunt and she's dreaming and the prince of the pit apollyon has taken her to the dream world version of parthos so this is the land that was there the the place that existed before the asteri came and took over um Bryce is like, great, nice to meet you. I've only ever heard about you. And Apollyon tells her that Adis is going to be angry that they met, which is why he picked this time as Adis is busy raising Hell's armies to invade Midgard. Um, Bryce is like, um, can you not? Like, it'd be so nice if you guys, like, stayed where you are and, like, left my planet alone. That would be so amazing. Um, and Apollyon commends her for being skeptical because Thea wasn't skeptical, and that was her downfall. And... Bryce is like, oh, the Starburn Queen. And Apollyon is like, yes, Adis's great love. So he admits that he, Apollyon, killed Pelias and devoured Sirius, all for his lovesick brother, who was enraged over Thea's death, and that Adis's folly lost them this current phase of the war. So we do get confirmation that Adis was in love with Thea, the Starborn yes. Queen. So he's got. It, that's what I said. It's not a he's not just doing it because he's got this like great moral compass. He's doing it for personal reasons. He's out for revenge. Exactly. He explains that Thea and her fae forces were allied with hell against the Asteri. Um, he then tells Bryce that she needs to explore and like master her powers like everyone is fucking telling her. He denies sending the Reapers after her. But Bryce is like either you or the Underking is lying. Because remember the Underking said that he didn't send the Reapers. And then now Apollyon is like I didn't send the Reapers. So like who the fuck so sent, who the Reapers? sent the Reapers? Exactly. Um, Apollyon gets pissed and Bryce is like why are you telling me all this? And Apollyon tells her that she's racing towards her own doom blindly. And that he has spoken to Hunt before. And that he was bred like hunt was bred to be receptive to demon kind and i was like what the fuck does this mean i don't know like i've seen some theories about like who people think that like hunt's dad is right like i've seen the theory that like people think regulus like is the dad or like oh like there's the asteri and that's why he is kind of like bred to hunt demons because like the asteri bred him yeah unless he doesn't have a dad and he was just, like, created in, like, a fucking program or like something. Like, he's, like, what? Like, Athena? He was made out of clay or some shit? Yeah. Maybe. Like, then, and, and that was something that, like, Danica was trying to... I don't know. I think he's related to that third guy. 
that's the that's my typical theory yeah but i don't know it'll be really interesting i'm so we're so close to cc3 i know i cannot wait i know because by the time this episode comes out there's like a month i think really about a month because this this episode that we're recording now we're recording in november but it'll come out in december right yes so i think it's about a month <gasps> once this episode guys comes this out. is so exciting yeah i literally cannot wait I'm just so excited. Um, Apollyon eventually ends up telling her to use the horn in her back, activate it with Hunt's powers and open the doors to hell. And Bryce is like, I'm not doing that. Apollyon is disappointed and tells her to come find him when she is ready to learn the truth. So many people are saying that. Bastion said that. He said that. Everyone's like, when you're ready for the truth, come find me. You know what? Even if you're not ready for the truth, I would just be so interested to know everyone's version of the truth. Same here. So I would be like, okay, go ahead. Tell me right now. I'd be like, you know what, guys? My ears are open. I'm receptive to your feedback. I I literally would have been like, guys, can can we call a meeting maybe? Yeah. Can we we get everyone on Zoom? Let's compare notes. Okay. So you said this. He said that. Okay. So Apollyon, Underking, Adis, me. Like, let's just get some opinions. Let's get some different perspectives and then make an opinion. And then make make an informed yeah, decision. Make a choice. Make a choice. But none of this know. like I'm come not, find me. Yeah, I want. I, I want to know. I want to know too. I agree. Um. So yeah, the, the dream ends. Back with Ethan and Hypaxia, the Underking has vanished, but he left like a spell. Like I don't really, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I like skimmed this part because it was like an adventure part, and like I didn't really care. And it kind of like problem. I'm like skim, 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 skim. But what I gathered was, I guess there's like some sort of um, like wards or like some sort of spell labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, they have to try to get out of. Okay, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so I got that right. So yeah, there's like some sort of spell ward labyrinth around them and Hypaxia is trying to like lead them out of it. But they get ambushed by the hunting hounds of the House of Flame and Shadow. So now we're with the, the rest of the gang at the Ox Training Center and Bryce is practicing her powers. Hunt will like supercharge her with lightning and then she'll start teleporting all over the room to see how long like she can do it for. Yeah, because I guess the idea is like I don't think that she can do this in def- like infinitely. No, she, ha- she has like an energy reserve and like once her battery run- runs low. Like, she's got to recharge. Yeah. Um, but while she's doing it, she's being like cheeky and she's teleporting in front of people to scare them. Mm. Um, or like she'll teleport behind like Hunt and like pinch his ass and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work on Therion who like manages to catch her when she teleports in front of him and he like kisses her on the lips. <gasps> Didn't like, get mad? No, they were all laughing it off. And I was like, well, which I thought was weird. I'm like, wouldn't Hunt be kind of pissed? Yeah, but I, yeah, but I feel like. You know, it's you know who he kind of reminds me of. Um, he kind of reminds me of Helian, where he's just yeah. like the flirty hot guy, and yeah, like no one really kind of like you know what I mean. Like Helian's always complimenting like Nesta and Feyre and this that and and more, and no one really he's already like, he's always like let's have a threesome. Yeah, yeah and yeah, and no one true. really takes him seriously. So that's kind of Therion for me, like. You know, he pecks Bryce on the lips and everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. You know what I mean? Like, I don't That's think he cares true. too much. Um, But anyways, they're all talking about, like, how they theorize, like, how Bryce's powers work. And the running theory is that Bryce's magic, beyond her light ability, needs to be powered up by any form of energy it can get. And she can't store the power indefinitely. It, like, peters out after a while. Mm-hmm. Hunt's power is able to draw from Bryce like she did from the gate. Um... 
And like when they were when Bryce was fighting those demons, Hypoxia had aimed for like Bryce's star scar to charge Bryce's power. Mm. So that's clearly where they have to aim. That's her. like her charging port. Yes. That's like her USB. Exactly. But they do wonder what would happen if she was th- struck with power on the horn like on her back but not no one wants to try that and find out yeah everyone's like you know what maybe we'll just stick with the usb port in the front yeah yeah bryce is shocked that cormac is even there to help her train considering how pissed off he was that she ended their engagement in front of everyone without giving him like a heads up that's true she didn't really tell him no i feel like she probably should have yeah cormac confirms that the only reason that he is even there to help her is because he's under the impression that if he doesn't show up then rune would stop contacting daybright which jokes uh, yeah, on him i don't think that's the case never gonna stop He'd contacting like, you know what like no i would still be like no i'm like literally in love I'm, with yeah. her um cormac says that he's willing to move past this if she promises no more surprises and she lies to him saying that she's got nothing to hide but cormac senses that something's up and starts pressing bryce on on it when she denies it and when she denies it, he literally, like, teleports behind her and puts, like, a knife to her throat. This was aggressive. To threaten her. He's like, you better fucking tell me or I'm going to kill you. This is so aggressive. Yeah. Like, sir. And everyone's, like, on edge and, like, Hun's about to, like, murder something. Hun's about to, like, rip someone's yes. head off. Yes. But in an attempt to prevent a full-on fight with everyone there, Bryce just tells Cormac about Emil but gives him, like, a revised version of the story. Mm. So she says that she found out, like, she found Emil, um... And she found out that he was at the Viper's warehouse. But by the time she got there, Emil was already dead. Right. So she gives him like a really fake version yes. of events. Kind she of. lies saying that the Viper put him into the care of people who will look after him, but that the Viper wouldn't tell Bryce who. Mm-hmm. So like she's saying, well, you know, I don't know where the where he is anymore. Like, but I it knew, seems like he's I okay. knew he was there, but he's not there anymore. Right, right, right. But Cormac doesn't understand why the Viper Queen would try to find Emil. But Bryce explains that the Viper likes to collect powerful beings. That's what I'm saying. Like, how would he not know? Like, literally, everyone's fucking yes. trying to get this but kid because apparently he's so powerful. But then Cormac is like, well, if Emil is so powerful, then why would the Viper Queen let him go? And this is when Bryce admits that it's because Emil has no powers. Hmm. Cormac is still adamant on finding Emil, but Bryce convinces him to let it go because the kid is safe and that's all that matters. Um, Cormac then apologizes about the knife stunt and they go back to training. Sorry, I held a knife to your throat. Let's yeah, be friends like, you know again. what? Never mind. Let's pretend that happened. Yeah. Um, Ethan and Hypaxia then run into the center, telling everyone about their encounter with the Underking, who told them that the um, Underking basically wants to see them at Erd's temple. Mm-hmm. And if they don't show within the hour, the Underking will throw Connor and the rest of the pack of devils through the gate immediately and turn them into second light. This is literally so dramatic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just give her the bone. Oh my goodness, she just wants the bone. Okay, so um, Therion, who left the Ox Training Center before, oh. Ethan and Hypoxia had shown up is now in the meat market trying to look like super casual and trying to keep up the ruse that he is, you know, looking for Emil. He's like, I need to keep up appearances, kind of. Um, As he's eavesdropping, Therion hears someone mention a dragon. Like he's like, 
I don't know, something about like a dragon fighting. And he's like, oh, isn't that interesting? And he decides that a dragon would be the perfect thing to offer the River Queen in lieu of Emil if it came down to it. Um, Therion ends up calling Flynn and asks him to meet so they can go and get the dragon shifter from the Viper Queen because apparently everyone ends up at the fucking Viper Queen. Everyone just loves the favors from Viper Queen. Exactly. Eh? So they travel into the den of the Viper Queen and find Ariadne lounging on a couch. And turns out she like willingly went to the queen. Like she wasn't um, like she wasn't coerced. She wasn't anything like that. And she asked the queen for asylum in exchange for fighting in her pit. So the queen would protect her and Ariadne would fight in the fighting pits for her. Therion asks the Viper Queen to speak privately and she agrees and they go to this like private room at the other end of the hall and Therion ends up seeing the harpy buying drugs off of one of the Viper Queen's people. So weird, like they're all like drugged up and stuff. That's not great. Um, Therion ends up asking the Viper Queen what she knows about Ophion or Pippa and she tells them information isn't free. She wants him to tell everyone that Ariadne fighting in the pits is a matter of imperial security and spin whatever bullshit he needs to to make people believe it. He agrees as long as Ariadne is okay with it, which apparently she is. He asks her again what Pippa is up to and she says, call your friends and find out. And then she leaves and I was like, what the absolute fuck is going on? I don't know. So now Therion is like really nervous. So he calls Hypaxia. He calls Hunt, Bryce, Ethan, and Rune. No one is picking up the phone. No one's answering. Therion goes back to Flynn and he tells Flynn to dial Rune. Doesn't pick up. And then he's like, do you know where everyone is? The Viper Queen wishes them luck. But before they leave, Flynn tells Ariadne he isn't done with her and he's coming back for her. They're obviously going to like get together, right? Who? The dragon The dragon and Therion? Ariadne. No, Flynn and Ariadne. Oh, Flynn and Ariadne. Oh, yeah. You're talking about Therion. I don't know. Like- I'm Whenever I see like characters who aren't with someone, I'm always trying to figure out like who are they going to be with? I know because especially like Sarah J Mass, like let's be honest, she does pair a lot of the people up. Yeah, like but technically who do you think Therion's going to end up with? Like who's his love interest? Like I don't, is there one? Well, I have theories but maybe we'll save that for later. Yeah, maybe we'll save it because it, it's a little... Maybe a little spoilery, you know? Um, okay. So now we're with Bryce, Hunt, Rune, and Hypaxia. And they're at Earth's temple because apparently they were the only four that the Underking wanted to go there. So like Ethan and I think like Declan had to stay back or something like that. Um, everything is like eerily quiet. And I'm pretty sure like, again, kind of skimmed this part because it was a lot of descriptions of like scenes and like places. But I'm pretty sure that the temple is kind of like it's in the middle of the city like it's not like off some like tiny island like on its own like it's it's in it's, a i don't think it's in the middle of the city wait one sec i can tell you right now hold on we're gonna find out where Erd's temple is this part is actually on the map oh fun okay wait i have seen it before I swear to god Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's kind of on the end edge of the city. Look, it's right there. Okay, but still not like, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Like it's, it's in... It's by like the mortal gate, if anything. Okay, so it's in the city. So yeah, that's why they're like, why is everything eerily quiet? Like, where the fuck is everyone? This is so odd. So when they get to the temple, they find the underking sitting on the throne. And he tells them that the reapers were actually sent by the eternal city. And that means like... What does that mean? You actually, know what? What does that mean? <clears throat> now that we're talking the about eternal it. city... <clears throat> Because I was like, oh, does that mean the Asteri sent them? But then I'm like, wait, don't the angels... 
archangels also live in the eternal city wait yes the eternal the eternal city is where the asteri live yeah so the asteri sent the reapers basically Oh, okay. You know what? Now this makes sense. Let's just make more signs. Yes, okay. Because okay. when I read the Eternal City for a second, see, when I read that, for whatever reason, I still think like the afterlife when I when I hear Eternal City. Yeah, that's fair because that's like a pretty, I feel like that's a common name for like. But then they don't really have an afterlife because apparently you get turned a second life. Yeah, so I was so anyways. confused by this. Yeah. But fair. I think you're right. I think the Eternal City is where the, the Asteri live. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Um. He also commends Hypaxia for making her way out of the spell labyrinth. And Hunt is like, why the fuck did you call us here? Like, surely not to play nice. Like, now you're confessing all these things. Like, this can't be the reason why, like, we were called here by you. Um, Bryce blurts out the numbers and letters from Sophie's arm and asks the underking if he knows what they mean. He says he doesn't, but the gang should ask them. And when they turn around, they find Pippa and her lightfall soldiers. Because remember, at this point, they're considered enemies now of the rebels. Like they're they've gone rogue, according to the rebels. Apparently, the first thing Peppa did when she got into Crescent City or like Lunathion um, was kneel before the Underking, which is like fucking crazy. But obviously, the Underking really like that. So ultimately, whatever conflict happens, um, it results in more souls and second light for him to feed on. So he was fine with this outcome. Um, the Underking leaves. He like vanishes and he leaves him to deal with Pippa and like you know, her lightfall squadron. And they're like just outside this like set of doors, I think, because they're in like the throne room with the doors closed. So Pippa's like right outside the doors. Um, Bryce gets charged up by Hunt um, because, you know, they're trying to like figure out what to do. So she gets charged up by Hunt and she teleports out intending to contact reinforcements. When she comes back, she vanishes with Hypaxia. Now Rune and Hunt are alone and they argue about who should leave next, each wanting like the other to go first kind of thing. And when Bryce comes back, she ends up taking Rune and vanishing because I guess like at the end of the day, she needs Hunt to like charge her up with power. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't think he can really like leave first. Um, before she can return for Hunt, Pippa and her squad break down the doors. But then Pollux, Mordok, the Hind, etc., like the whole like other cast of characters, the Dreadwolves, they all come and join in the fight and they're scrapping with the rebels because they don't know at this point that Hunt, Bryce and them are there. So they mm-hmm. just think that the rebels are there. Bryce comes back and she doesn't think she can take another charge from Hunt. Like her, her body can't take it anymore. She tells him that she used the gates to broadcast a message that the rebels were sacking Earth's temple. But apparently when she broadcast the message, she like recorded her voice and then hid it using like a warping app. So she wouldn't be like her a voice warping app. And I'm like, how the fuck did she have time to do all this? I know because even when you read the chapter, it seems like it's all happening so fast. Like I'm like, how did you have time to just pull up an app on your phone? So like literally she like popped out of existence. She pulled out her phone. She went on the app store. She said voice altering app right she recorded the message um the rebels are sacking erd blah 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 okay upload into the app um okay listen back to it okay yep that sounds um thin enough let me just like plug it into the like yeah that's a lot of time that is literally so much time that much time passed but apparently that's what she did. So that's why everyone showed up. Um, they're trying to figure out a way to escape the temple unseen. And Bryce is like really weak at this point. She's like bleeding from her nose. It's not great. And then all of a sudden from behind the throne, they see Bastion in his dog form. And he's like motioning them over with like a paw, I guess. I don't know. Like he's just like 
He's like, come this way. Come this way. And when they get there, they find a hidden doorway, which they walk through with Bastion. Bastion explains how he heard the broadcast, researched the temple, found the hidden door. And then I'm like, he also had time to do this? I don't know. Like, you're telling me he's like, oh, Erd's temple is getting sacked. Hmm, that sounds really suspicious. I wonder who's there. Let me just Google Erd's fucking, like, floor plan and see. And why would that be information that's like commonly I don't know on the like maybe he found like a Reddit post. Well, like like secret that's doors and words like temple. a secret tunnel. You think is not going to be on the floor plan? Like it's secret not going to be. Tunnel. I was about to sing that. Like it's not. It shouldn't be that easy to find. And, but apparently it was, and he was able to do so in a timely manner and reach them. So, right, they find the hidden door. They walk through. He's telling them how it happened, and then Bryce is like, "What the fuck is up with this guy?" This is so suspicious. So she turns out of Hunt's arms, grabs a rifle and aims it at Bastion. And she's like, why the fuck do you keep popping up? Are you spying for someone? Blah, 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 blah. And in explanation, Bastion says this, through love, all is possible. Bryce is like, what? And then Bastion like pulls down his shirt and over his heart, there's a tattoo that says, through love, all is possible, and Danica's fucking handwriting. Bryce is like, why do you have her handwriting tattooed on you? And poor fucking Bastion says, because Danica was my mate. You know, this is, again, one of those things that I did not see coming. There's so much fucking going on in this novel. Like so many people with this person and then these people are sleeping together and then this person's your maid and this person's not your maid, but this wedding is arranged. Like, you know what? You know what I was, I think I've realized that when I read like fantasy novels, like you said, there's just so much going on mm-hmm. that I can like barely keep up. So like even when I'm reading it, I'm not really paying attention to any of the clues. Like, I'm half paying attention. So like, when there's all these like little clues drop, dropped throughout that like should point to something, I'm clearly not picking it up. I am not picking up what they're putting down. Because then when something surprising happens, and it really shouldn't be that surprising because there's tons of hints Allegedly. in the novel. It's surprising to me because I'm like, where the fuck that, that's left field? Where did that come from? See, this is the another. So th- when my first read through, this was shocking to me. Celestina and Hypaxia was shocking to me. Agent Daybright was not surprising yeah, to no, me. Yeah, that was Bryce with the viper but queen that was, and the, that was the bigger shock to me was surprising to me so there were certain things that i was like what the fuck but i don't like i don't know were there enough hints with this like whole bastion danica thing i mean i'm we're gonna talk about it more as like the episodes go on obviously but i don't know if there was hints and again like i just said like there could have been and i, I just didn't them. pay attention to yeah. it i mean i guess bastion has the only hints really that, that there have been is that bastion has oh. been everywhere yeah, he's been involved in their he's shit been, like hiding like just popping up out of nowhere but then why not fucking say something all those times when he was like when you're ready for the truth come fi-. like why not just sit down and be like hey everyone i um, don't know maybe because he thought like no one would believe him like i don't know i mean a tattoo across your heart and danica's handwriting is pretty like that's some pretty damning evidence. That's a pretty there. big vouch. Yeah, I don't know. He like, doesn't have some sexy text messages from Danica. Like, there's no... Like, you're telling me he couldn't have come in and been like, 
okay, everyone sit down. Um, listen, I know you don't trust me and I know I was a shitty guy back in the day, um, but I'm really sorry for that. And turns out I'm actually your best friend's mate and she died and I'm absolutely devastated. Oh, you don't believe me? Well, here's a tattoo in her handwriting right across my heart using a phrase that she loved to say. Also, here's some text messages from us. Also, here's a picture of us on our second anniversary. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, but again, this was one of those things that like, uh, yeah. shocked me. I was shocked. Like, Wait a second. I was like, what the absolute fuck is yeah. going on? Like, that was crazy. Yeah. I love this. Th- and I felt immediately, I feel awful for him. Well, yeah, he like barely had any time with her. And she died. And she died, yes. Like, dead, dead. Dead, dead. Not like, not dead. Not like, dead, dead, dead. Like, very dead. Like, very dead. Like, not very, coming very dead, back yeah. dead. <sighs> but that's where we leave you. Yeah. So enjoy that. So little- enjoy that revelation that little cliffhanger that yeah. we'll leave you on that's it um thoughts still confused i don't know like, I, I, mean, I i feel like i'm at a point where i'm like i don't even know where this is going anymore like we're at chapter 64 now so how many chapters do we have left technically i think another 10-ish chapters yes because i think it only goes up to chapters like 71 so we literally have two more crescent city episodes after this so really this is like the 11th hour yeah so it's coming to an end this book and you do you do wrap some stuff up not as much stuff you as wrap some stuff up but there's still a lot actually a lot. you know what you don't wrap anything up what are you talking you about wrap you wrap like, one thing up like one thing the only barely. thing you wrap up is like a meal which i don't think is the last but it's said not about there's no way that's even like fucking wrapped that's my up point. So, so like there's there's just new things being added yeah new bombs dropped yeah and still lots of problems i will say though these next couple episodes are good i think there's literally like like only 100 pages left of the book at this point it's so exciting because we only have two more episodes yep on crescent city Mm -hmm. the book and then after that we have you're gonna explain throne of glass to me Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna do like a A theories episode theories episodes for what we expect to see in crescent city three and then crescent city three comes out I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm literally so excited. I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, if you need anything, the episode description is down below. No matter where you're watching or listening, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, doesn't really matter. Please consider like leaving a review or sharing or writing us a message or liking our video or anything like that. It all helps out. And we really do like interacting with you guys. Yes. And stay tuned for episode next week oh my God, where yes. we finish our discussion on Iron Flame. Oh my God. Yes. Also very exciting. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for listening to Two Book Bitches. Bye. Bye.